Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome to D.C. Burgundy Gold today. Scott Jackson here with you for the next few hours. Well, three to be exact, till three o'clock. We've got lots to cover. We have uh, a couple days until Thanksgiving. We got things to be thankful for. Commanders, don't forget, we're one in four after five games. Yeah, one in four after five games. Six and five. Yeah, on the outside looking in right now, but certainly with the schedule ahead, can play themselves into the postseason. But there is, uh, there is room for optimism. Plenty of happiness yesterday from the head coach, Ron Rivera. We'll get to some of that coming up. Uh, Nate Davis is going to join us from USA Today. NFL writer will hit the NFC East with Nate. And also, whether or not we just saw the best team in the NFC East from top to bottom. All-around team last night on Monday Night Football in Mexico with the 49ers dismantling uh, the Arizona Cardinals. And there's a case to be made for the 49ers. I mean, with the... Defense that they have, the running attack, and, you know, if, 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 and it's still an if, Jimmy G is going to play like he did last night, certainly uh, they're going to have a good chance. Look, they've gone deep with him before uh, in the playoffs, and it was Super Bowl, obviously. So we'll do all that with Nate coming up at uh, 1230 this hour. Uh, Next hour, we'll start picking ahead of the Falcons matchup on Sunday with uh, Dan Matthews from 680 The Fan in Atlanta, and my friend Dave Rothenberg, the ESPN New York talk show host, who is a he's a Giants homer. Um, he's going to be with us in the 2 o'clock hour. Is there any hope for the Giants to beat the Cowboys on Thursday? Of course there's hope, but what are the people in New York thinking? I mean, they were giving Brian Dable all the roses, you know, for weeks and weeks and weeks, but obviously a couple setbacks here recently including the one this past Sunday to the Detroit Lions. We know the shame in that here in uh, Washington, obviously. But, you know, the Commanders did not lose to the Lions, at least at Bad X. I mean, that was a road loss. But the Giants, oh, the humiliation of losing to Detroit on your home field. Can the Giants shake that off and uh, move forward here? And obviously, look, in three weeks, or two weeks, excuse me, the one of two out of three weeks – Matchup between these two squads could very well determine whether it's the Giants or the Commanders that are the team that's really in the playoff hunt uh, in the NFC East, you know, of the teams not named Philadelphia and Dallas. So we'll deal with all that stuff with Dave. They they suffered some more injuries as well. They've had a bad string here. That stadium, that field is not the best, as you may be aware of, in terms of health and safety. 
All right. So a lot has been discussed here these last few days of the commander's turnaround. We hit on some of it today. I was listening to a little bit of John Allen this morning uh, with the sports junkies. Always good to hear John Allen. And uh, some of the things he was discussing, that what he really likes about the squad. Heard, heard Ron Rivera yesterday on the ride out of the studio when uh, when Craig Hoffman played it, you know, while it was happening on the Zoom. And, and he was in a – you could feel it through the radio. I wasn't even – I usually watch the Zooms or get on the Zooms, you know. But yesterday, just listening to the audio of the Zoom, you could feel the happiness in Ron Rivera. And then, I guess, towards the end of it, our friend Ben Standing asked him about all that happiness, and uh, it, was, it was funny to hear. But I want to play a little bit of Ron from yesterday coming up here in a sec. But I want to get into this, and we'll, we'll do calls at some point today. You can always tweet me at Jackson Sports as well on how this team turned around from 1-4. and four. Now remember, they're one and four. There was the fourth loss was the loss to the Titans, the frustrating loss at the literally like two and a half yard line, one and a half yard line, whatever you want to call it, right? Not able to get through there. The interception. Uh, the next week, really, well, just a few days later, not even the next week. You play the you play the the Bears on Thursday night and have that drag out ugly game, but they won. But they won. Um, that was pretty cool and. In the end, you know, they get a win, but it wasn't great. I mean, let's be honest. Nobody was like, oh, that was so awesome. We were so great tonight. But you just kind of like survive in advance on Thursday night. So they did that. And then, of course, the news two days later that, you know, Carson Wentz isn't going to be playing for the foreseeable future. He's got a broken finger. And then before you know it, you know, it's a, uh, you know, it's it's this run that they've been on with Taylor Heineke under center. So, you know, they have been able to rip off, you know, three of their last four with Taylor and or make that four to the last five with Taylor, excuse me. And now, you know, he has been given the keys to the car, sort of, a, sort of long term. I mean, if you do read between the, you don't even really have to read between the lines. I mean, the, I, I think Ron he says it. Look, each week he's not looking to pull a quarterback in game. He, he's behind you, but obviously everything is subject to a week to week change at this point. But to me, the formula that they are using right now, the formula which is very similar to last year, would be very challenging to do with Carson. And we'll, we'll get to that in a bit. Because right? I know there's been some of this, hey, well, what if Carson played behind the new and improved line with was committed to the running game? Wouldn't it be great? I mean, maybe it would be better, you know? And maybe it would be. I, you know, I'm not saying it wouldn't. There isn't a small percentage chance to steal Kevin Sheehan's bit, but I, I don't think it's a good one. I, I think we've seen enough of this. Um, you know, certainly he did play a sort of a minimize the quarterback style last year to most of his wins in Indianapolis. Uh, which is fascinating. But with this offensive line and the way they run, not having Jonathan Taylor in the backfield, but the two backs they have and the way they're doing it, I, I think the Taylor Heineke threat of run, Taylor Heineke's ability to get out of the way of the rush uh, has been impactful for them and has been helpful. So I'm, I'm not I'm not buying in. You know, Maybe Carson Wentz from five years ago, sure. Of course, Carson Wentz from five years ago, I wouldn't have asked him to stay on the sidelines either. I would have wanted him to play because <laughs> that guy was a, was a monster. I mean, he was on the road to being an MVP of the league prior to hurt his knee against the Rams. So, I, you know, I'm not so certain that we could just say, oh, yeah, they could definitely, you know, plug and play anybody in this, quote, system or style. No, I, I think you have to have a mobile quarterback. Uh, there's that whole, as John Allen pointed out, the whole it factor with uh, Taylor as well. Whatever that is, right, that whatever that galvanizes his group. So all those things combined. And, oh, yeah, the defense is playing a ton better. Um, they have 
solidified themselves the offensive line. Not great still. It's still some moments where you really just go, uh, man, what, what is going on, right? Like, get your act together. Anyway, so, you know, what do you what do you kind of make of that? So we'll deal with that coming up here in a little bit because i got some numbers about that. But but I want to hear a little bit from Ron Rivera. But the momentum that has built, you know, like you don't talk during a no-hitter. Uh, you don't make – well, now they take pitchers out during no-hitters all the time. <laughs> you do it all the time now. But, you know, in the old days, back, back when you and I were really, really young, or your grandparents were, uh, you didn't do those kind of things. You certainly didn't. You didn't tweet them out, oh, by the way, you know, no-hitter alert. Perfect game alert. But, no, that ha- all that stuff happens now. But you just don't mess with a heater. You know, the best way to put it, you don't mess with a heater. You know, you don't go on the air bragging that you've won 10 straight bets. Sorry, Michael. You know, those are the kind of things you just, you just don't want to mess with. I mean, if you're, if you're in the zone, just, you know, wear the same clothes. Don't shower. You know what I mean? You just don't mess with it. Don't change your underwear. I mean, just, just keep rolling with it. So, that's what this group has decided to do with this momentum build, and that's smart. You got to you got to keep rolling with with Heineke, and look, you know that from what he did last year, you, you know the style, you know the the formula that works for you, and this defense is a hell of a lot better than they were a year ago. So yeah, you don't you don't screw with that. So I don't think that was shocking breaking news um, earlier this week when that came out, and uh, here was Ron Rivera yesterday on kind of the momentum build and where this thing could go. When 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 you get behind. And you respond. I mean, think about what happened in Philadelphia. You know, we turn the ball over, they score, we get the we get the ball, we go right down and score, and now it's seven seven. You know, I mean, if you're not confident, if you're all of a sudden here we go again, attitude, you don't respond. And and I think you know, hopefully we've gotten past the here we go attitude. We've gotten to where we settle in and we hunker down. I mean, you know, even though you know we we lose a nail biter to to Minnesota. And then we had to turn around and get ready for Philadelphia at, at no point. And, and I t- said, our guys that I didn't think we could, we, 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 we could beat them. I, I knew we could, we had a chance to beat Philadelphia. And, and, and that's how I coached them is that guys, we're going to win this game, you know, and, and, and that's the attitude that I think these guys are all carrying right now is that we can, all we need is a chance. All you need is a chance. So you're saying there's a chance coach. Yeah, there's definitely a chance, especially the way, the schedule lines up, um, and you know, there's been some breaks. I mean, look, we could lay out a lot of the fortunate things, fortunate bounces, and you know, Ron had mentioned this to Albert Beer in the story on SI.com the other day about the interception that was dropped uh, on the second offensive play of the game by Petrie, Jalen Petrie, the rookie of, of the Texans. He said in the past, maybe somebody catches, and the next thing you know, we're in a dogfight all the way through. And it does feel like those kind of things have uh, happened here. You've talked about – we discussed this <clears throat> weeks ago when they weren't getting takeaways, but, you know, the few times they were getting takeaways, there was like an offensive – or defensive PI or whatever it may be. Uh, you know, like in the Minnesota game, they have a Cowboys game. They were able to get a couple interceptions, and they were taken back due to penalties. And not to say the calls are wrong, but it's just those kind of things. You're like, oh, wow, momentum swinging play. And then you're like, oh, crap, no, it's not going to count. Those kind of things. You know – Maybe if the kid doesn't muff the punt in the Bears game, life's a lot different. You know, maybe you know you're staring at one in five, not just one in four. But so these are the the kind of the breaks that have helped turn this thing around as well. Um, and here's Ron Rivera more on the the question Ben Standing of the Athletic asked him yesterday, which was which was a good one. He said, "You seem really happy because let's be honest, some of these <laughs> sessions this year have been like having to answer questions about you know non." football related issues 
Uh, also, you know, reports about, you know, how somebody got here on the on the team with a quarterback, which the coach was not too pleased about. A lot of it's been, you know, kind of lashing out about some of the reporting and the way uh, things are covered around here and these kind of things. Some of it, I would say, is a bit luxury at times. But not yesterday. No, it was all roses yesterday uh, at 6-5. and five. Here's, here's a little bit of the coach on why he's so excited and happy. I am. I'm excited. I'm excited about our potential. I really am. I mean, when, when, when your guys respond the way that, that you hope that they would and come out and play the way they did um, and, and then sit there and say, you know what, we could have been better. That, that, that means a lot. It means that these young men are, are, are coming together. They're believing in each other. They're believing in what we've talked about doing. And, and, and that's a plus. I mean, that, that really is. It means a lot to me um, just because I know how hard our coaches have worked um, and, and what it's meant to them, you know, doing what they do. I mean, you know, it, it's, it's crazy, but, you know, I, I know people, oh, you know, oh, maybe you need to change this or you need to change that. You don't change for the sake of changing. Uh, and, and you look at what we're trying to do. And if you, if you constantly change, you never build. And it's kind of what we went through, you know, at my other stop. And that was, you know, we had to be patient. Now, there were some changes that were that eventually did have to be made, and I made them. But when when you try to be consistent, you try to stay the the course, um, and now it starts to come into place. That's a big deal, and and hopefully we can continue to maintain that. I mean, and 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 trying to do it one game at a time, staying focused in in one place, that's important. And right now, it, it, it's it's kind of gratifying to, to to be able to do that. I mean, you know. The one thing I talked about last week was, you know, I said, guys, you know, you've accomplished something really tremendous. And I would hate to think that we would come into a game and, and have a major letdown after such a high moment. So let's really focus in. And they did. And then they came out and, and they, they, you know, they, they, they did some really good things. Um, the defense set the tone for the game with, with the second play on defense. You know, Kendall intercepts the ball for a touchdown. That just kind of set the tone for the rest of it for our guys. So that to me is that, that's a big deal. All right, Burgundy Gold today. Scott Jackson here. There was Ron Rivera from yesterday's Zoom after the win. Uh, there Again, there are some very thin margins. Uh, he, he talked about it. Look, they were losing games earlier in the year that they were so close. I uh, was frustrated by that. You know, it was just a couple plays here. There are a couple breakdowns here or there. Uh, lately, those things have gotten better. And in terms of the offense and the defense playing together and, you know, complementary football, which we talk about a ton here, it's kind of like position flex and catch radius, kind of the words used, complementary football. But they have been able to complement one another. A big part of it has been staying on the field, even though the last you know last week or last game, just a few days ago, they didn't do a great job of that on the offensive side, at least with third down, but they still had the majority of offensive plays. They had more plays than their opponent, the Texans. But we'll get to some of that and why that has been a huge plus and cannot be understated. Uh, in my mind, in terms of why they've turned this thing around and also why I find it to be a little bit um, disingenuous or just incorrect. Maybe not disingenuous, just incorrect to think that you could plug and play Carson Wentz in a similar type of formula as you're playing right now with Taylor Heineke. And sure, you'd get those deep downfield shots and things that you're not getting now potentially, but the other potential, uh, the downside, the negatives, in my thought, in my mind, would outweigh the positives. We'll get to some of that stuff coming up next. Plus, Nate Davis, USA Today NFL writer, breaks down the NFC East with us and the entire NFC as well around 1230. It is Burgundy Gold today. Scott Jackson with you here. It is the Team 980 streaming live, always on the free Odyssey app. 
Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, Burgundy Gold today. Scott Jackson with you today. Um, Doc and I will be back together Friday. On many of these fine Odyssey stations, um, 106.7 and 980, the two that I know, um, from 10 a.m. to like 2 o'clock, basically, leading up to, I believe, a Capitals game on 106.7 and uh, whatever 980 has that day. I'm not sure what to do, what it is. But anyway, the big simulcast show on Friday with me and the DOC. Got a lot of good stuff because it will be more than just, just commanders and NFL discussion. We'll get into some college I'm sure Doc will have a full breakdown of the World Cup. I know he's watching Mexico-Poland today, taking all kinds of notes. So look forward to that as well. All right. The uh, NFL writer for USA Today, Nate Davis, will be with us in the next segment. Before we do that, though, I want to get to something. You know, a lot of this these questions have been asked lately, now, especially now that, that it appears Carson Wentz, you know, pretty soon could be active. He's the bare minimum, be the backup quarterback uh, here in the near future, uh, assuming his throwing goes well. I just want to keep people in remembering this because I think it's important, even though look, they were terrible in third down this past weekend. I get it. But for the most part, they've been much better there. Uh, red zone still got some issues. But overall, uh, more pluses than minuses. Yeah, the numbers don't wow you, like, you know, with, with Taylor versus Carson and all that kind of stuff. It's not a huge differential. Uh, but here's what is a big difference. Uh, on average, since Taylor Heineke took over, and this is from Ben Standig's story today in The Athletic. This is a really good breakdown. So third down and distance has gone to 5.6 yards. Um, so since he took over, they ranked second in distance on third down. So think about that for a minute. So the first five, six games, right, before Wentz's injury, they were facing these third and longs at an outrageous rate. And now they're down to second most manageable third downs in the NFL uh, at third and five. And, you know, they've churned out a lot of first downs. They obviously played keep away in two games at an outrageous level, the Packers game, and obviously the Eagles game. And under Wentz, they were, you know, had to 21.6% of their drives with three and outs, which is 21st in the league. Since Taylor took over, they've had much, many fewer three and outs. You know, even though they had a few of them this weekend, they've dropped to 16.7, tied for ninth. So that's a huge difference. You're in the top – Again, third of the league versus being the bottom third of the league when three and outs. And that just isn't good for your defense. Now, the defense has also created more takeaways. Now, like, you know, takeaways come in bunches, they say. Well, yeah, they have. No question. They have done that as well. The defense has also given up some of those foobar plays uh, in the secondary, it feels like, lately. Although they had, you know, they got caught, they got burned pretty good on the, on the Cooks play this past weekend. But overall, much better in those areas. So, 
yeah, I'm I'm not ready to buy into the whole, yeah, sure, Carson could do the same stuff. No, no. no I don't think it's quite that simple. Part of the reason why they can remain committed to the run and they have more running plays because they have more plays because they're on the field. So before you just talk yourself into something that's not there, I just wanted to throw a little little reality check in. Just a little bit of a reality check in there. But we'll get to um, a lot of calls later on. on what, what is the biggest change, right? Like what, what do you feel like has been the biggest change, the biggest factor in the turnaround? Uh, for this team, and I, I do believe the quarterback change and back to what worked for them last year is is right up there. Uh, the other one would be the defensive improvement because they've been they've been dominant. You know, I mean, really, they have been. They've been dominant. Um, I, I would like to think they could continue to create these takeaways and give themselves opportunities to score because I think they're they're going to need that. They're going to need that moving forward because some weeks the offense is going to be, you know, kicking field goals. You know, and they're going to need to create some things defensively. All right, uh, Nate Davis coming up from the USA Today NFL writer. What's going on with the NFC East? Uh, it is, you know, a division that appeared to be the Eagles to run away with, and still, you know, they're still tracking that direction. Cowboys a couple games behind it, but they will play head to head here in the not too far distant future. Also. You know, the Giants, who once seemed to have a nice little lead, have uh, suddenly slipped back a little bit, and they've got a tough matchup this Thursday against the Cowboys on the road on Thanksgiving Day. So we'll get to all that and whether or not he's buying in on the 49ers being the team to beat right now in the NFC. So Nate Davis coming up USA Today. It is Burgundy and Gold today. Scott Jackson with his Team 980 streaming live on the free Odyssey app. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is all right, back here, Burgundy Gold today. Scott Jackson here with you. We're here at 03 for the Hoffman Show. Right now, our pleasure to talk NFL with USA Today's Nate Davis by Nate Davis on Twitter. Uh, getting to join us via the BetQL guest hotline. Afternoon, Nate. How you doing? Hey, Scott. Happy early Thanksgiving to you. You as well. You as well. Thank you for uh, working us in today. So, uh, let, let's start with the big picture NFC before we kind of shrink it down to the CNFC East part of it. Uh, certainly last night a strong game from the 49ers. We could also talk about how bad maybe the Cardinals have become uh, as well. But as you look at it, is this a team that is, that is slowly but surely making the case, building towards uh, one of those teams we have to take as, yes, this may be the team to beat uh, if you're not buying into Philadelphia right now in terms of the NFC race? I mean, I think even if you're buying into Philadelphia, that the 49ers, you know, for, for weeks have been kind of a growing, clear and present danger. Uh, and I mean, you know, for circumstances both within and outside of their control, I mean, you know, they had a little bumpy start to the season. I mean, Jimmy Caroppolo wasn't, wasn't part of training camp essentially and had yeah. to reintegrate into the offense. So there, there was a little bit of a, of a you know, bumpy, you know, r- r- couple weeks there, kind of, kind of getting him back. Uh, fully reintegrated, but you know he, he he's he's back there. You know, uh, you know this team that has had so many health issues kind of during Kyle Shanahan's tenure is is in pretty good shape um, right now. And then you know yeah you add in a guy like like Christian McCaffrey into the mix. I mean, um, and as well as the defense is playing. I mean, I I I, I think you can make a case that that there there may be the, uh, the NFC NFC favorites. Yeah, and it's wild to think about when you brought up Garoppolo because, you know, he was so close to not being part of this. He could have been somewhere else. I mean, who knows where he would have been 
And, you know, they couldn't find a trade partner, uh, or at least nothing they liked. You know, the injury played a big factor in it, clearly. But, I mean, sometimes it's the moves you don't make that end up being the best moves in life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, I mean, you know, people, I mean, it's kind of unfair, but, I mean, you know, he, he gets you know, the quote-unquote criticism for, for missing the deep throw to Emmanuel Sanders in Super Bowl nineteen that, that might have won the game for him. Uh, but, I mean, they were they were right on the verge, you know, against, the, you know, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, no, no yeah. easy feat beating that team. And, I mean, they were one good quarter away uh, of football from getting to the Super Bowl last year, which had nothing to do with Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, that's a defensive back that can't, can't catch Matthew Stafford uh, in, interception. So, sure. I mean, this team, this team has been on the precipice when it's healthy. Um, multiple times with Jimmy Garoppolo, so I think I think in a lot of ways, you know, who, who's to say what Trey Lance would have become this year will become you know in, in the future, but yeah. uh, they they probably got lucky that, that it panned out this way. Yeah, it is kind of one of those weird, fortunate, unfortunate incidents. Comes out to be fortunate in the end, perhaps. Uh, we're here with Nate Davis joining us for the BetQL guest hotline. Bet smarter, be the books. Download the BetQL app today here on Burgundy and Gold today. Scott Jackson here on the team nine eighty. Streaming live on the free Odyssey app. All right, let's shift it over to the NFC East. Prior to last Monday night, of course, the Eagles were the lone unbeaten team. Commanders shocked the world. Uh, go in there and beat them in Philadelphia. Eagles bounced back this week, but a close game, but they are able to get by uh, the, the fighting Jeff Saturday Colts uh, over the weekend. What, what do you make of Philadelphia? Was it a big deal that they lost to Washington? Were they, in a sense, exposed because of that run defense? Or, or do you think this is a team that can still – Kind of write the you know write the ship you know it's still at nine and one obviously in great in a great spot and you know if you look at their schedule not the most taxing one in the world down the stretch either. Yeah, I mean I think the Eagles are are in good shape. Uh, you know I think you're going to win dirty games like the ones that they had against the Coles. Dirt, dirty meeting, you know not 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 sure. sexy. Not one where you can win thirty five to thirteen or whatever, but uh, you know I think I think the depth of this roster, the continued development of, of, of Jalen Hurts, you know the weapons he's got everywhere, you know for my money. They're probably the best team in the league in terms of, of quality, you know, d- down the offensive and defensive lines. Which, you know, <laughs> certainly a lot of people could argue that that's where that's where football games are, are really won and lost. So, um, yeah, I think this is a good team uh, for for sure. I mean, that's obvious to everybody. Um, and I think you have to take the, the loss to Washington for for what it's worth. I mean, the Commanders are are, are playing, but uh, you know. It's a winning formula for anybody when you, when you can hold the ball for 41 or 42 minutes or whatever it was they did. But it's not like they were you – know, I think they averaged four yards a play or something in that game. Right. I mean, that, that that is pretty difficult to replicate. I mean, if, if every team could do that, you know, they they, 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 would, they would do that. None of us would watch football. But, um, you know, it, it, it worked that night. I, I don't know that it's going to necessarily work again. But um, even so, I mean, the Eagles will get Jordan Davis back. Uh, they're, they're – Young rookie run stuffer at some point, but I mean, when you when you can back so likes of Linval Joseph and, and Dominican Sue on the fly, um, you know, we'll see if they end up getting anything out of Robert Quinn or not. But I mean, they're 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 going for it and they're in good shape. Yeah, and you look at the teams behind them: Dallas and the Giants. Giants losing this weekend to Detroit. Dallas, the huge bounce back win. I mean, they dismantled Minnesota. Uh, you know, I, it still seems like, even though again, there's going to be some head to heads there that they're both of those teams. Uh, would would be fortunate to catch Philadelphia, but again, two games. There's still a lot of games to be played yet. You know, seven each. Uh, anything could happen. But who do, who do you see as the real threat there? Is it Dallas? Is it that simple? Dallas is really the only threat in the NFC East. Yes. I, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's Dallas. I mean, I think I think they kind of reminded all of us with you didn't say what you want. You know, maybe may, you know, the the Vikings maybe be beaten being paper tigers, but I mean, they're they're generally 
a very tough team to beat in Minnesota and to beat them by 37, you know, uh, in, in their building, given the, the talent that's on that Minnesota roster, I think is, is uh, that's one way to tell you how good Dallas is. But I, I think they've also, you know, I, I think that they, they've hit on the right formula here, which, which is defense playing as well as it is uh, and, and really kind of making this offense revolve around Tony Pollard. Uh, and Ezekiel Elliott, um, and I think it's, it's probably the right formula. I think, I think kind of you know, keeping Tony Pollard to twenty twenty five touches, even if you think he should be starting uh, as opposed to thirty five. I think I think this is the way to go. And, and using Zeke situationally, and it seems like he's he's okay. You know, doing that and what is probably the, the Ezekiel Elliott farewell tour. But uh, I, I just I just like the balance on this team. And, and oh, by the way, I think they've probably got. Room to grow still, particularly if they're able to bring bring OBJ in there and add, add another threat to that offense. And it sure seems like you know the the, the you know the recruiting is is the full core press is on there. But um, yeah, I mean Thursday should be interesting. You, you know, it's not an elimination game by any stretch, but I think uh, it'll be interesting to see how close the Giants and then uh, Cowboys, at least anyway, really are. And I think I think most people think there's there's a gulf there. Yeah, you know they've won seven games, and it's probably. Five games, not five games, but like four games more than a lot of people would have guessed for the Giants this year. And what was a, what you saw as a rebuild in year one for Brian Dable with a quarterback that obviously they didn't believe in because they didn't, you know, pick up his option. Um, you know, I, I guess it, do you still feel like that the Giants can kind of you know fight their way through it over these last you know six seven weeks and, and still somehow get into a in a playoff position here. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, the Dan- Daniel Jones, kind of the bad Daniel Jones surfaced, uh, <laughs> yeah. right. Um, and they're, they're playing better, but, uh, you know, we'll see. And I, th- I think we're going to find out a lot right now. The Gi- Giants are playing NFC East teams each of the next four weeks, you know, with, yeah. with the double home and away against Washington, which I think is playing better than they are. So, um, they're either going to be, be exposed or they're going to show that they're, they're the real deal. But, um, they're in an interesting position. I mean, like you said, Daniel Jones' option not picked up. Uh, Saquon Barkley, you know, looks like he's headed for free agency, even though he says he wants to stay, and they, they try to figure something out during the bye. But, I mean, they, they're they're going to probably go into this offseason with, with issues, and you're, you're going to kind of wonder, you know, do they really end up building on anything here, or are they going to hit the reset button? And, you know, listening to Joe Shane kind of talk, uh, they're, they're a new GM at the trade deadline. Uh, I, I think they've, they've even kind of exceeded their own expectations in many ways. Uh, you know, it kind of reminds me, you know, when the two, 2015 Jets had that big 10 and six season and just missed the playoffs, bought into themselves, and it, it turned out to, to crumble down a year later. So they, they've got a really inter- interesting calculus to, to figure out there in New York. But uh, certainly a surprise team, but I'm not sure that they're, they're one that's really going to scare anybody, even if they make it into the playoffs. We're talking to Nate Davis by Nate Davis on Twitter of USA Today. Here with us on uh, Burgundy Gold today on the Team 90 streaming live on the Free Odyssey app. All right, the bring us to the Commanders. The one and four start six and five now. I don't think a lot of people uh, saw the turnaround coming, but this was supposed to be year three, the year of improvement for them. Of course, they're doing it a little differently than they probably thought going into the season because they're not doing it with a quarterback that they traded for. They're doing it with a guy who, uh, you know, had to pick it up the pieces last year after the injury to Ryan Fitzpatrick and Taylor Heineke. So, how do you kind of you know, flush out where the Commanders are now and where they can get to uh, as you as you peek ahead here, Nate, over these next several weeks? Well, you know, they're they're, they're kind of you know, it'll, it'll be interesting. I mean, they're they're you know they they, they settle on a guy who gave him a great playoff performance two years ago, but it seems like they haven't wanted to buy into him. They've tried to replace him what twice now. 
Um, and he's kind of doing what Taylor Heineke does. I mean, it's the same thing we've seen, and they they're able to win games. And it looks like this year, you know, maybe they're going to improve on on the seven win teams that Ron Rivera had his first two years, even if the first one was kind of that fluky NFC East title. But um, you know, I think everyone's kind of seen that the Commanders have a pretty good roster the last couple of years. It's just been you know by Ron Rivera's admission, the quarterback position. They haven't figured out, you know, and for my money, they've, they've really mismanaged it. I mean, they've ended up with the guys that they've had all along. Uh, they, they have not been aggressive drafts where, where, where Mac Jones and Justin Fields were, were essentially there for the taking. You know, I thought I thought that the paying Ryan Fitzpatrick last year was was really just biding your time for, for no good reason. So, uh, but but here we are. Uh, and, you know, they like I think you said it, they've, they've got some winnable games coming up here, Atlanta, the Giants. Um, you know, we'll kind of see what, what the Browns are with Deshaun Watson sure. uh, in January. But um, good for them for playing better. You know, I'm sure it's a, it's a welcome distraction uh, for, 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 for D.C. sports fans, given all the other stuff swirling around this team. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. I think they're a half game out right now. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm not sure they're quite good enough to get in. But, you know, it's hard not to root for a kid like Taylor Heineke, given what he's provided uh, and given kind of the obstacles that have been thrown in front of him the last couple of years. I know USA Today has been on this really since the offseason with Jarrett Bell, I think was the first one to talk about the votes being counted at the owners' meetings way back yeah. then, right, uh, in terms of the Dan Snyder situation. But uh, with the announcement a few weeks ago, you know, that they were looking into – they're covering all options, basically. You know, the team said, that, yeah, you know, they're looking at all possibilities, whether that's a minority uh, share owner or a, you know, a full-time, a full-on sale. Um, what, what, do, what do you think – where do you think this thing is headed – over these next few months, do you think there'll be a resolution one way or the other? Uh, you, you would you would think so, uh, and I think if nothing else, I mean this this gives the Snyder's you know may, maybe the, the clearest picture of their options because it doesn't seem like one of their options is going to be you know fellow NFL owners helping with, with, with the stadium project as they usually tend to do for one another. So you know we, we obviously don't know if, if, if the, the the B of A stuff is, is is trying to to find money to do the stadium on their own or, or if it is kind of kind of step one for for you know for for laying the groundwork for for their exit uh as, as owners but you know it was kind of one of those statements you know scott as you, as you saw it doesn't say much but, but it says a lot and we'll, we'll, but i think we'll find out soon enough you know what, what that's going to be yeah, it should be uh, interesting, and I know um, a lot of people would just like a resolution. <laughs> we yeah. like, would just like uh, to know that that's the direction they're going, and let's go <laughs> and go from there. All right, hey, Nate, always good catching up with you, man. By Nate Davis on Twitter, USA Today, NFL writer. Thanks for your time, man. Okay, be well, Scott. Thanks. All right, take care. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving to you. All right, uh, via the BetQL guest hotline, Bet Smarter, beat the books, download the BetQL app today. All right, there's Nate uh, talking about uh, the, the – again – or the commanders, where they are. You look at the schedule. You look at the Giants' schedule. I think by that second meeting, we'll have a real good feel of who the other team is in the NFC East that's going to be in the thick of all of it. And as you look at the things today, because the Niners moved into first place in their own division, obviously the commanders will get the 49ers on Christmas Eve. It's really about Seattle now. If you're scoreboard watching, you can obviously knock back the Falcons a peg. But in terms of the teams fighting for those la- for that last you know, last two to three, uh, two of the three uh, spots in terms of the wild card, it's probably going to come down to the Giants, Seahawks, and the Commanders, and maybe the, the maybe the Falcons, maybe the Falcons again this weekend. 
Uh, you know, the Commanders could really knock them back. Atlanta's had this weird stretch, and we'll talk about this in the next hour, where they've, they have not been able to string together games. They have not had much success starting win streaks. Um, and they obviously got some injury, an injury, a big one with Kyle Pitts now too. So we'll uh, discuss that in the next hour around this time when we uh, talk with Dan Matthews from uh, 680 The Fan in Atlanta. All right, coming up next, we'll try to squeeze in some calls uh, at the uh, top of the hour too. Uh, we will get back to this, uh, what has been the biggest factor in the turnaround from 1-4 and four to 6-5 and five for the Commanders. In your mind, at 301-230-0980, It is Burgundy Gold today here on the uh, Tuesday edition here on the uh, Team 980 streaming live on the free Odyssey app. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the Markable Fighter. Trick responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Burgundy Gold today. It is the uh, Team 980 streaming live on the Free Odyssey app. Scott Jackson here with you. We will uh, get a little peek ahead to the Falcons. Uh, coming up in the next hour. Also, uh, Chase Young set to be activated. Ron Rivera making that announcement yesterday. Uh, we'll dive into that a little bit and hear what the coach had to say about Young and how they're going to work him in. And do you have concerns? We'll talk about that later, too, as to the chemistry of the defense because of it. I don't. I think they're not going to do anything crazy, so I'm not going to. I'm not going to fall into that trap. I think it can can be positive if they use it the correct way. All right, but what we're talking about right now is. You know, again, one and four to six and five. How did this thing get flipped around? I, I think certainly the quarterback change has got to be real high on the list. But defensively, I think they have had have come to a level that has put them in an elite-ish category of the NFL. And they got to keep doing it every week, right? They got to they got to continue to improve each week. But they have climbed up so significantly here in recent weeks. The takeaways are coming. They're scoring touchdowns. They scored a touchdown this week. Scored one the previous week as well. Kind of a fluky play, but it was still a touchdown for the defense. I think that's been important. Um, certainly, what are they, 12th in scoring defense, 6th overall in terms of yardage, uh, you know, 6th against a run. They, look, you say what you want about the Texans. They came in running the football, at least. I mean, if nothing else, they could count on running the football with rookie Damian Pierce. And they, they shut that thing down early. I mean, there was just nowhere to go. Uh, for them. By the way, with the two consecutive week touchdowns, the first time since the 2013 seasons, 13th season that they've had back-to-back TDs in a year. That year, Brian Arakpo, or, or as Vinny Serrato called him, Arakpo and another guy, uh, scored in week seven, and D'Angelo Hall scored in week eight. So it's been a while since they've gone back-to-back. Again, two takeaways this past weekend. Six straight game, at least one takeaway. Twelve tw- takeaways total in the past six games. Six and one of the season when it has at least one takeaway. 0 for 4 when they don't have one. So, yeah, the takeaways matter. The winning, the battle of takeaways matters. The giveaway takeaway category. All right. 301-230-0980. Let's talk to uh, Rod in Landover. How you doing, Rod? Hey, what's up, Scott? I mean, hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Good, man. All right. I mean, you just you just you just said it. I mean, you reeled off the stats. I mean, yeah. by far, it's the defense. I mean, I think yeah. at the beginning of the year, 
they seemed like they was one of the worst defenses in the league. Now they look like they wanted one of the you know top ten or seven sure. or eight defenses in the league. Um, we already know the offense ain't gonna give us no more than about fifteen to sixteen to maybe seventeen points. So I look at this, if the if the defense can keep teams under twenty points, we we can almost beat just about anybody. You know, uh, I really you know really think it depends on who we play. Um, you know, but at, at you know at this rate, the offense ain't gonna give you that much. Um, they may give you two touchdowns a game, maybe. Um, but the defense is holding people down. They're holding people down. They're causing turnovers. Um, so I guess that's the formula we're going to have to live with until something, you know, until maybe something else changes. But, you know, I, I think that's I think that's the formula. They just like, you know, this is this is what we got. This is our quarterback. This is the best we can really do at this point. So yeah. this is what we're going to ride with. No, I, I think you're right. I think it is the formula. I mean, look, I mean, think about it on Sunday, right? If the defense doesn't score a touchdown, you're talking about a 16-point game <laughs> in terms of the offense. Now, granted, you know, Gibson could have scored at the end. He didn't. He chose not to. I mean, I, again, I don't know why, you know, I, I don't know. I guess he limited to the p- remaining plays. And there would have been no – it would have been fine to score. I mean, it wasn't going to score anything up. Texans weren't going to convert three straight onside kicks and win that game. I mean, it wasn't going to happen. But anyway – yeah, I mean they have um, they've had red zone issues, um, but you know I will say this though the offense in weeks one and two in particular, if you go back um, of the season, right, the game against Jacksonville they gave them two short fields. The offense did with turnovers, uh, put the defense in a bad spot when we when we consider the defense not playing good, right? Um, then you go back to the even the Lions game they they kept them out of the end zone for a full quarter. Like Detroit had a really good second quarter. Uh, but it all started, it all avalanched off of the safety in the end zone. I mean, the defense had stopped the Lions in, the, in their territory deep twice in that game. Then the safety changed everything. Then the free kick got them great field position as well. And I know defensive people say, no, no, it's still our job to go out there and just get them off the field. It's that simple. But literally, your heart has to be, like, ripped out of your chest when you, <laughs> you know, like, or a gut punch when you get somebody off the field. You make a big, impactful stop, and you get back on the side. Literally, you got to turn around and go back out there again. It's not good for business. And, again, going back to the third down stuff we were talking about earlier, how they're in third and manageable, third and five and six, you know, which is one of those shorter rates, second – you know, ranked second on average distance to go right now in the NFL in terms of short distances compared to what they were playing at before with the third and forevers. And I and I go back to, you know, again, Wentz taking sacks. And not all of them were his fault, but many of them were, you know, drifting in, um, you know, the holding the ball too long, can't run away from anybody anymore like he used to. I mean, the sack the sacks are down two sacks a game with the quarterback switch. Keep that in mind. Heineke takes, you know, 1.8 versus 3.8. Media Carson threw for more yards. He had more touchdown passes. He had, you know, a better quarterback rating. But the sacks, you know, not being able to convert on third down, those things added up. And they didn't. It wasn't helping the defense. And now again, the defense is creating turnovers. They're getting themselves off the field, giving the offense more chances. And, look, the, the offense was not particularly good this weekend against Houston, but I also think there became a point in that game where you're like, eh, let's just not do anything stupid. Let's, you know, let's just minimize minimize risk here because this team has got no chance of coming back unless we give them points. And I think there was some of that too. As you, you know, you rewatch some of the stuff from that game, 
It kind of gives that vibe to it. But anyway, whatever it is, it was a win, and it's 6-5, and five, and it sure is a heck of a lot better than where it was a few months ago when it was 1-4 and four and it looked pretty hopeless. And as I said if, last week, I mean, stealing those couple games at the end of October, man, that's important because this team has you know been in this mode where they bury themselves way too often where they, they can't get out of their own way. Like you're like, you know, you're, you're done in the month of September and October. So you, you, you're just you're kind of screwed. I mean, you just do so you just you have to do better um, in those months to not put yourself in such a hole that you're, you know, climbing out the entire month of November. And here you are with an opportunity to leave November, a couple of games above 500 for the first time in Ron Rivera's tenure. And then with the two giant games you know, over a three-week period, I mean, they're they're in a really good spot to control what they have to control, right? I mean, they don't they're not going to have to be scoreboard watching if they can come out of this stretch with wins over those teams. If you can beat Atlanta and sweep the Giants, you know, heading into that 49ers game, I'm not saying it doesn't mean anything then, but it certainly is not as like a desperate as a, as dre- desperate of a situation. And that's not to say you wouldn't want to go out there and smack them. Uh, you know, and beat them. Of course you would. Of course you would. You want to go out there and beat them. That would be one of those quote statement wins, right? If you're if you're able to say to yourself, you know, going into January that hey, we're a team that has beaten not only Philadelphia but also San Francisco. You know, and also we're playing you know above 500 here by several games, not just each week eking over like hey, game above 500. You know, can you go nine and eight? And you know, instead you're actually at Double-digit wins. Wow. What would that be like? Been a while. Certainly you have 17 wax at it now. Should make it a little bit more achievable than the good old days. But, yeah, I mean, that would still be significant, especially when you gave up so much early, you know, made your life so much harder for you. All right, so we'll get back to some of these calls and the biggest factors and the commander's improvement at uh, 301-230-0980. Also, we'll get into a little bit of what uh, Ron Rivera had to say yesterday about the return of Chase Young and how that may impact the team moving here forward. Uh, it is Burgundy Gold today. Scott Jackson with you here. It's the Team 90 streaming live on the free Odyssey app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.